Should we uh, throw him a Christmas carol? Yeah, okay. One, two, three, four. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Don we now are gay. Fa la 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 la. I gotta be honest. That was maybe the one Christmas carol that I probably would not know any of the lyrics to. No, I don't know that one at all. But tis the mother beep season. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Happy Christmas, Father Christmas. Lucas's grandma is from South Africa, so she always says, Happy Father Christmas. <laughs> or it's, Merry- Father, it's Father Christmas over there. Yeah, so I hope you guys all had a beautiful Christmas. I am so excited for the holiday season, and honestly, I'm excited for the new year. I feel like this year went really, really... It was a really long year, but it went really fast, but I'm really jazzed about what's going to be happening in 2024. Yeah, I'm jazzed too. Yeah. Jazzed. That's a good (laughs) word. I don't think I've ever heard you say that word ever. Yeah, I've written that word before, but I don't think it's ever come out of my mouth either. But yeah, this year has been great. A Mm -hmm. A lot of great things happened this year, but... As every year, they just come and go. I you know. know. 20, 2024 is going to be a good one. I'm really excited for it. And I wonder if we're going to be those people who, like my parents will be like, yeah, 1997 was the year I, that, summer 1997, I did this, this, and this. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be like that. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. I do notice that often. Every kind of older person you speak to, they know the year yeah. that everything happened. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't even tell you any of that i know well next week's episode we are going to do like a full recap on our year of 2023 and also kind of what we're expecting for 2024 visualizing 2024 doing a whole like new year's getting ready for the new year episode and in this episode we are doing a what's on the menu what's on today's menu and for anybody who is new here listening, this is really where we just talk about food news. That's fun. And you get to know our personalities, but also we are just going to bring up some topics that I feel like everybody loves and it finds interesting that you might not have heard before. Yeah. This is our like solo episode special. So what is it? What's on the... On today's menu. On, on today's menu. On today's menu. <laughs> Thank you for being here on today's menu. Let's dive right in. Well, we have a few other things to talk about first because oh, we course. have a few announcements. I never, know. I never know the agenda. He's just here. I'm the talent, okay? I'm the talent. <laughs> I sit down. I'm here. We have a few announcements to, to make. And then at the end, we're actually going to be doing a new segment on today's menu, which is called Dish It Out, which is going to be our new advice segment. So people can write into our Instagram, our TikTok, whatever it may be, and tell us a situation they're going through or uh, things that they're going through, or maybe just a topic that they need advice on. And we are going to serve it up hot and juicy. <laughs> you guys are going to dish it out to us. Then we're going to serve it back out to you. Was that hard to say? <laughs> <laughs> that was hard for me to say. Uh, that was hard. Okay. So a, a few uh, announcements. One, if you are watching on YouTube, you will notice the hat that I'm wearing, which is our first original recipe hat. Oh, shit. 
merch merch drop oh shit it's our first hat and honestly we didn't even get enough hats to like actually sell this time because we just wanted to see what a sample would look like what our vision would actually look like on a hat and so we got this one done we have another one that we're waiting on but what we decided to do is a little giveaway so we are going to give away five of these maroon what would you say they're like cabernet colored hats and they have our little logo of the outline of us eating pasta. And then on the right-hand side, it has a little milkshake with two straws. Yeah, we're really excited about this. They're super swaggy hats. So if you're interested, let us know. It's just something we're doing. That's fun. Well, we're going to be doing a giveaway. And so if you want to enter the giveaway, it's already up on our Instagram. If you want to enter it, all you have to do is you have to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is just what's the recipe question mark podcast on YouTube, or go to our what's the recipe on Spotify or Apple. It doesn't matter which one, whatever, whatever you listen to the podcast on, just leave us a rating and review. And when I say rating and review, if you listen on Spotify, I don't think you can actually do a written review. So you're just going to have to do like the five stars. If you listen on Apple, which is preferred, and if you do this, I'll bump your, I'll, I'll throw your name in there one more time for the the little like uh, winners. What is it called? Like the mixing bowl, whatever. Yeah. Um, what is it called? The pot. I'll throw your name in the, into the pot twice. One of those words. But if you listen on Apple and if you decide to just go over to Apple and be a kind human, go and actually leave us a written review and tell people who might be looking at the show what you like about the show, what you like about us, because it really just helps people find our show. And this is something that we hope to do for years and years and years. So if you want to see us grow and support us, then please, this is going to help a lot. And I'll throw your name in there twice and you can try it. You can almost not almost, you can um, try your luck at winning one of our hats, one of our new merch drops. So again, that's subscribe on YouTube and then go to either Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review or just go to Spotify and leave a rating. And once you're done, go to our Instagram where it says like the giveaway and comment. And if you want to comment, um, just like done and then tag a friend. And that's how you enter. A lot of steps because... I'm going to make you work for it. That was a lot. What she said. <laughs> Moving so, on. That's our first That's our first announcement is we have these merch drops. If you want to enter a giveaway, we're giving away five. Do all the things that I mentioned. Or just go to my Instagram if you're like, wait, what did you say? Because I'll have all the, the instructions there. The other thing is we are starting to do some fun content on our Instagram where we are actually making the recipes from our guests. Yeah, that's really fun. So whenever we have guests nowadays, we really want to understand because everyone eats, right? Because if you don't, like, I hope you do. You'll sort of die. Um, we really want to understand what people's favorite recipes are and, you know, food that is super close to their heart. And we want to make these dishes, right? Um, so we've got a couple that are coming out that we're excited about. The first one, the first sort of time we've done this um, was with Amanda's parents, was with Chris and Amy. And they had this classic recipe, this classic dish that Amanda and I have eaten many, many times at your grandmother's family dinners. Uh, shout out Grandma Sally. This is this is her recipe, but it's something that's very close to Chris and Amy's heart. And that is uh, goulash, right? Goulash, which if you don't know what goulash is, it's kind of like an upgraded hamburger helper. And we not only make the goulash, we make it with their signature Italian salad, which is literally just like just go watch our Instagram. It's already up there. You'll you'll yeah. see what I'm just what think I mean. of like hamburger helper, elbow, you know, elbow pasta, ground beef, but rather than I've never actually had 
hamburger helper or opened up the box. I think it's like a, a packet. You haven't? It's got to be a packet that you add to a... Yeah. So it's essentially like a you making hamburger helper from scratch. Kind of, right? yeah. Meat, it's like half ground beef, half sausage. Then you add like your spices, you add tomatoes, you add well, like... Well, we don't need the whole spiel because they'll look on Instagram. No, I know. But the one thing I wanted to add, there's French onion dip in there too. Yes. It's like very involved. Um but and it's very tasty. Beware for the next day because you will smell like goulash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you just know make what sure I mean. the day after you wear pants that are um, are uh, fireproof. <laughs> fire resistant. <laughs> yeah, fire resistant. They don't catch from uh, toxic fumes that are protruding from your butthole. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll move on. But yeah, we added we did like a little because your dad, you know, loves his little side Italian salad with the feta cheese and the garlic bread. So we did it. We recorded it. Super fun. So have you posted that? It's going to be live when, when this episode goes out. Okay, cool. So check that out. So again, whenever we interview a guest, we're going to ask them like, what's your go-to recipe? Whether it's something that you always make or that's been in your family for a while. And so we're going to start to actually make those recipes and post the recipes for you guys too. Because Again, this is what's the recipe I want you to come to this show learning about people, successful people's recipe to success, whether it's in career or relationships. But also, I want you to learn some recipes that you can add to your weekly dinner repertoire. So that this is for you guys. Yeah. Shout out goulash that we actually made a lot of. So yeah, we did. Kids will eat that for dinner tonight. Yeah, they will. Okay. So getting into our episode today, again, this isn't on today's menu and what we're going to talk about is a few little things in the food world and just like about food in general, just fun articles that we that we found and things that we think is, are interesting to talk about. And can, so the, I, can I start? Sure. Because I feel like tis the season, we're in the holidays, and you know what that means when it comes to drinks and Starbucks and all that kind of jazz. Mm. Your seasonal coffee drinks, mm-hmm. your pumpkin spice latte, your chocolate mint candy cane flavors what are your what are your thoughts on that are you ordering those are you trying them do you appreciate them are you like cannot wait until this is over what i appreciate is the festiveness i appreciate companies and businesses and brick and mortars participating in the holiday festivities and so i love like a little you know seasonal spice blend but what i don't appreciate about these drinks is they're probably filled with like 80 grams of sugar and it doesn't make me feel great and also i've tried to be a pumpkin spice latte girly my whole life and it just doesn't hit for me (laughs) i can't drink it i will say when i see the pumpkin spice like you know, flavors being advertised, it it makes me feel like it's holiday season, yeah. which I do appreciate. Um, but yeah, I think what comes with that is like a super sugary drink that is kind of over the top. But I will say when we go to like, you know, these small coffee shops that make their own flavors and actually don't rely on said sugars and all that kind of jazz, I am always getting their mm-hmm. seasonal flavors. Like there was this one coffee shop, Corvus Coffee, that I really like. It's so expensive, but it has really good espresso. They had like an autumn latte that they made from scratch. And that I, I got you that. Yeah, that was delicious. There's also this little coffee shop that we stopped by in Boulder that they had their own pumpkin spiced iced latte. Which one? 
We we were there with, uh, with Isabel. Yeah, with Isabel. Boxcar. Yeah, boxcar. They did. Yeah, boxcar had a sp- pumpkin spice, and I was like, hundred percent doing it. Was it know? good? It was phenomenal. You didn't even tell me this. I would have had a taste. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I think I did tell you this. Your memory is just terrible. <laughs> no, I don't think you told me because yeah. I would have tasted it. Yeah. So I think seasonal drinks, you know, be fun. If you know, it, it's the season time. Just get one. Don't get one from like Starbucks or don't get one from, yeah. you know, your chain. But if you like a local coffee shop like we are, like we do, we're a little salute for a good coffee shop. You know, they uh, they took time to create said seasonal flavors. So trust them. One might add that they probably took the entire year until the season to work on these blends. <laughs> So this is their seasonal debut. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but honestly, how I feel about them is like, I'm not going to order one, but like, I don't want them to be off the menu, you know? Like I want them on the menu and I want to look at them and like, be like, oh, look, it's like a pumpkin spice latte, but I am not going to order it. <laughs> oh my God, pumpkin, <laughs> look at all those. Can I get a matcha? <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, that's Amanda. Also, you are so like, you don't give a fuck about seasonal because you get, you get iced year round. Yeah, I'm not a... I'm not a hot coffee guy. I'm an iced coffee. It'll be a blizzard outside. I'll still get an iced coffee. Actually, this is something that I want to add in too because I was just reading about it and we'll get into it when I, I tell about something that I want to talk about. But I have to mention it here is the controversy around oat milk. There's a lot of controversy around oat milk. I mean, I don't know. Oat milk went from being king to not anymore. Because it's really high in sugar. Is it? Yeah. As I, I mean, sip, as I sip my oat milk I, latte. I mean, I do an oat milk matcha every single day, and honestly, I might change that up because it is a lot of sugar. Like oats, if you think about it, oats is pure glucose. It's literally sugar, and that's basically like sugar water. You mm. know what I mean? Nice. And it's so funny because I think back to when Lennox stopped breastfeeding. I literally switched him to oat milk. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so hyper. <laughs> He bounced off the walls. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of fluctuate between oat milk and whole milk. I'm still yeah. I still love whole milk. I'm still a big whole milk guy. Oh, actually, you know what I think I'm going to start doing? Getting some raw milk because there's this gal who lives in Denver who was talking to me about raw milk, and she I was like, "Do you have a plug?" And because raw milk in Colorado, you cannot buy it in the stores. It's like illegal. I don't think you can buy it anywhere in the stores. Yeah, no, not like, not in the stores, but in in certain states. No, in certain states you can. Really? Yeah, I I think so. Mm, I think it's like a federal thing. Let you should look, look it up. up. But anyway, this girl was like, yeah, I, I drink raw, raw milk and I have a raw milk, milk plug. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like, what do you feel are the benefits? And she was talking about how her son who was lactose intolerant can actually drink this and not have any issues. It's really great for gut health. Um, it's like obviously less inflammatory. It's better for the environment. I mean, also too, you just get to connect with like the cows you know, like you get to go and see the cows that are actually the cows that are producing the milk that you're drinking, which I think any time that you can actually put like a hand or like put your eyes on the thing that you're eating. I mean, you can't beat that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not like illegal to drink, obviously, but I don't think, I don't think through the FDA, like a grocery store can just sell straight up raw milk. This, the girl said that she uh, also experiences less breakouts, feeling like she's getting more nutrition out of the milk consumption. And then, again, her um, her kid was lactose intolerant, and now he can like literally drink that milk and not have any issues or food issues. Yeah, at the federal level, the U.S. the FDA bans the interstate sale of or distribution of raw milk. 
Why? I think it's it could be just a health hazard, you know? Well, but, it's not pasteurized, that's why. So it does pose a bigger risk for like bacteria. However, when you pasteurize milk, you kill all of the good bacteria that is in the milk. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, we live in a state where, I mean, Colorado, you can, I mean, we're, we're a very interesting place. So yeah, let me get some of that raw milk. Yeah, so we should do that, honestly. Yeah, I do always see a lot of health benefits to raw milk. There's that one uh, physician on Instagram that like I fucking love. Gary Brecca? No, not Gary Brecca. The other guy that's big into food. Mark Amen? Dr. Amen. Is it no, Dr. Amen? Dr. Dr. Hyman. Might be him. Mark Hyman? Mark Hyman. Yeah. See. Daniel Amen. That's the, that's, that's the brain guy. He does like brain scans. No, I want to do that. No, it's not Mark Hyman. It's another guy. Okay, well... He's all over my feed too, but I love him. I think he has great stuff. And, and he, he talks about raw milk? He's huge into raw milk, raw cheese. Well, because if you like think about it... Like carnivore diet, like he, he's, he's the man. Well, if you think about it, why are you drinking milk if you're killing all of the bacteria, all of the good and bad bacteria in milk? So you're literally just drinking it for what? This guy, Paul Saladino, MD. You I've know this never, guy? No, I've never heard of yeah, him. Yeah, you recognize him. No. Really? Uh-uh. Oh, he's the shit, man. He's really awesome. I like him a lot. Uh, butter, he's like a big butter fan too. Uh-huh. He's, you know. But again, this isn't about the thing. It's about the quality of the thing. Right. You know? It's definitely about the quality of the thing, you know. Um, but he is a huge raw milk. And he's the guy that like, he'll go into the grocery stores and break down like all the ingredients and all, and cool. all that kind of jazz. I like that. Um, so, yeah, he's, I'm trying to th- Fine. Okay, moving on. Okay, cool. Moving on. Go. Okay. The next thing that I want to bring up, you have to get off your phone. Oh, wait. Hold up. This is for the people. Right. Raw milk is amazing for humans. There are benefits to gut flora, benefits to kids who grow up drinking this, who have less allergy, eczema, and asthma. There are benefits to pregnant mothers, and the nutrients in raw milk are much more preserved than in pasteurized milk. If you are not drinking raw milk, you are missing out. Get some raw milk in your diet, and I think you will notice immediately how valuable this food is for humans. Raw milk. Boom. Yeah. Big raw milk. We should uh, go go to a farm and just from the teat. Just <laughs> let me get that raw milk from the teat. Uh, right from the teat. Does it get any rawer than I that? I actually said one time that like my 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 wish would be to milk a cow. I would love to milk a cow. Let's go milk some fucking cows, babe. We should vlog it. Let's do it. I'm down. I'm so down to milk a cow. I love cows. By the way, cows are my favorite animal. Yeah, you do like a cow. I love a cow. Okay, anyway, moving on. So I wanted to pull this one because it's relevant and you guys will find out why in the next few weeks. But... Former bachelor Ben Higgins moved to Colorado a decade ago, and it's the local restaurants that have helped make it home. He made great friends at Highland Tavern Burger, fulfilled his dream of opening restaurants like Mr. Oso and the restaurant we know and love, Ashkara. He's a co-founder of Ashkara. Isn't their Boulder location not there anymore? No, but they it's in Denver. He's a co-founder of Ashkara. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we that's a great, love that's a great Ashkara. We loved, loved that spot. So hmm. I don't know. He he owned restaurants outside of coffee shops. Yep. And so this one, well, he doesn't own a coffee shop. Generous Coffee is a coffee company. It's not, it's the coffee, not the shop. Okay. You know what I mean? It's okay. like he, sell, he could sell it in a store. But he has a storefront, right? No. 
He doesn't have any store. No, it's just the coffee. Oh shit. Yeah. And so I think they have like generous coffee trucks and carts where they'll go to like a farmer's market or something, but they don't have a storefront. It's just producing the coffee. Right on. But he, so he befriended owner Juan Pedro and eventually partnered with him on opening these two restaurants, Mr. Oso and Ashkara, which are new Michelin bib gourmands. So they're not like a Michelin star, but they are the, the bib gourmand is like the more affordable version of Michelin star. So it's like quality food at, a, at an affordable price is what the Bib Gourmand is. That's very exciting. Yeah. And so he's a co-founder. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I love that. I got to pick his brain on, um, on that whole process. Damn, when, I, when I have my, uh, my license one day, maybe we can open up a restaurant together. Well, and it says, um, if you haven't been to Denver and had Ash- Ashkara, it's like, is it Mediterranean? It's so it showcases contemporary Israeli flavors. Mm. It is probably one of my favorite restaurants in Denver. Yeah, it's delicious. It's incredible. And so, yeah, we had um, it was the first time I ever ate a lion's mane mushroom in a restaurant setting. Uh, and that dish fucking blew my socks off. It was unbelievable. Didn't we go there the night that we got married at the courthouse in Boulder? Did we? I think we did. I don't know. And we sat at the bar. I can't remember. Do you even know what our our wedding our marriage anniversary is? Yeah, March fourth. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Don't try me like that. Well, we married for two years. We didn't even celebrate our first our first <laughs> anniversary because we're still holding out hope that we'll have a wedding. <laughs> yeah, we are. For those that don't know, we never had a wedding. We're married, two kids, never had a wedding, went straight to the courthouse. We had a wedding planned. We had a wedding on the books. We had a wedding venue picked out, but then we got, or Amanda fell unexpectedly pregnant with our second child. And we sort of did the math. And on our wedding date, she would have been like eight months, nine months pregnant. I was like, there's no way I'm getting my wedding dress tailored to fit my eight month pregnancy bump. Yeah, no. And of course, you know, people like us on our wedding date, like we want to celebrate, we want to drink, we want to pop them bottles. You know what I'm saying? Kill it on the dance floor. It's just too much. So we postponed that, canceled it all, went to the courthouse and our wedding is TBD. Well, here's the thing, babe. I think if you got a vasectomy, our wedding could be kind of top of mind so snip snip i'm looking into it i'm looking into it <laughs> anyway i thought that was interesting because ashkara is like one of our favorite and favorite restaurants and i had no idea that he was a part of it yeah i wish i wish i would have known we were going to talk about that before this podcast so i could you know have more to well, add here well basically kind of, some of the things that you can expect at ashkara is hummus baba ganoush pita eggplant to tajin tajin um yeah, and they have like a carrot dish. It's just, it's really delicious. <laughs> and they have a carrot dish. They have a carrot dish. Well, that's what it says. Um, but anyway, and then Mr. Oso, which I actually went to. It's a Mexican place. I love, by the way, before you move on, Baba Ganoush. Fucking love that shit. Yeah, underrated. Unbelievable. Very it's underrated. Not underrated. Babe, it's one that's... What I'm saying is people go into the stores and buy store-bought hummus all the time, but they don't grab the Baba Ganoush. Yeah, but at a restaurant, like a homemade Baba Ganoush, True. you can't go wrong. But there's another restaurant called Mr. Oso. And if you are in Denver and you haven't been to any of these places, you have to go. Mr. Oso is where I went and met Chandler and Annalie and for a little before the mom's night thing. It was amazing. And their margaritas were amazing, but like super good food, super good tacos, like really delicious Mexican food. Really Sweet. cool vibe too. And nice. he's a an, he's an, an, uh, co-founder in both of these. Love that. That's yeah, isn't super that cool? exciting. Yeah. Okay. On to the next, which this is kind of like, 
a little bit older of news. December 8th was really when this kind of came out. But we have to talk about it, which is McDonald's opens first Cosmics location and the menu is wild. Cosmics. So it's McDonald's new sort of menu or restaurant? They are. They were preparing to launch a spinoff restaurant named for the most minor and of minor characters from the McDonald Land universe. Which I don't even know what McDonald Land universe is. Yeah, they got like that pink. They got the purple person. They have Ronald McDonald. They have like the other characters. Oh, really? Yeah. So Cosmics, which shares its name with a mid '80s alien re- robot hybrid that we'd all completely forgotten about. Um, it is basically let me let me find the like what's it gonna be what is what let me find the description of it i mean i don't i'm a little afraid of it was it's kind of funny mcdonald's was my new year's resolution for this year 2023 like of not going to mcdonald's anymore because i love mcdonald's so much i would like sneak out and go get a couple of like double cheeseburgers and <laughs> scarf them down before I got back home and threw away the uh, the remnants before Amanda could see or smell it on me. So I was like, yeah, 2023, I got to I gotta stop doing that. And you but haven't been to a McDonald's since, have I you? Haven't, not, I haven't been to one McDonald's this entire year. That's crazy. I know, dude. I know. I've done a couple other fast food just because like, because it really was like, you know, I want to do, I want to do away with fast food altogether. Um, but specifically McDonald's, I'm going to take the entire year off. And if you don't know me and my background, I became a holistic health coach in 2021. So I am just like, so not into fast food. And I've honestly never been a big fast food person. Like I loved Dunkin' Donuts and Chick-fil-A growing up, but that was it. Like I never was into Taco Bell or McDonald's or anything. I just like, haven't been into that. And honestly, like I'm not here for fast food. I think it's terrible. We definitely had Burger King nights in my household. For sure. My you parents didn't? like didn't feel like, yeah, when my parents didn't feel like cooking or... Um, That's when we go to like Papa John's. Quick. Yeah. Burger King was a big, big deal for us because my dad was like a big Whopper fan. Um, I mean, Whoppers are great. I like Burger King. No, I couldn't do it. But, but Whoppers anyway. are huge, dude. They are like, they are the probably the biggest fast food burger you can get your hands on. But I'm like a little, I'm a little double cheese guy, double cheese burger. And you like a little burger, I feel like. I like a little burger that's like. <laughs> you can just eat it in one bite. <laughs> like maybe, nah, four bites. That was yeah. my record with a, I think, I think I got it down to three bites actually. But I'll order like four of them, you know? Yeah. And this guy literally eats his food so fast. I'll be on my third bite and he's already done. Yeah. Fast. fast but I also do eat pretty slow. You do eat very slow. Okay. But anyway, Cosmic's. Uh, Seamlessly, okay, that's a hard word. Cosmics easily blends brand new otherworldly beverage creations with a small lineup of food, including a select few McDonald's favorites, all designed to boost your mood into the stratosphere, if only for a few moments. So it's kind of like a mix between McDonald's and Starbucks. They are going to, there are a lot of new to McDonald's specialty teas, lemonades, slushies, and frappes with names like Sour Cherry Energy Burst, Berry Hibiscus Sour Aid, and Island Pick Me Up Punch. Coffee lovers can try new drinks like a turmeric spiced latte, chai tea latte, and s'mores cold brew. Each beverage can also be further customized with different flavor syrups, energy, and vitamin shots, and popping boba heads. (laughs) As for the food... 
There are two new savory sandwiches, the spicy queso sandwich, which fills a brioche bun with an omelet style egg, sausage, white cheddar cheese, spicy cheddar, spicy queso sauce, and jalapeno chips. And the creamy avocado tomatillo sandwich. That's a combo of an omelet style egg, applewood bacon, white cheddar cheese, and avocado tomatillo sauce on a brioche bun. And then also Cosmics is also going to serve like their McDonald's standards, which is like the egg McMuffins, bacon McMuffins, okay. sausage McMuffins. So like a breakfast. So it's like spot. a breakfast joint. It's like a it's like an extension of McDonald's for breakfast. Interesting. I wonder how long how if it's going to be like a twenty four hour thing or when it closes and when it you know what I mean if it, is it going to be it's open like a all bre- day breakfast all day sort of deal yeah nice I think that's what it is nice interesting what do you think about that um I don't know I mean you what do you think about that. I don't, do you ever foresee us going there? No, but I think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant business move. I, here, let me be very clear. I fucking hate fast food. I think it's terrible for people and I think that it's not something that you should be putting in your body. But at the same time, live your fucking life, you know? So if if every once in a while you want to grab a, what what is the McMuffin? If you want to, you want to grab a McMuffin, grab a McMuffin. You know, like can you say McMuffin, <laughs> McMuffin five McMuffin, times? McMuffin, McMuffin. You know what I mean? Like, have some fun with your life. You know, like these things are not good for you, obviously. But like, neither is chocolate every single day. If, if you're going to be eating chocolate, I mean, it's still sugar at the end of the day. So, you know, in moderation, I'm probably not going to be going to these things. But I also think it's a brilliant business move because people don't people love McDonald's breakfast. Yeah, I mean, breakfast food in general is just. I think super close to people's heart. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, that's an interesting topic for me because it's Why? like, oh, cool. I wish them the best of luck, but I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. If, I don't even know what to say to a new McDonald's breakfast chain. You, well, you, do you think it'll do well? Yeah, of course it's going to do well. It's fucking McDonald's. I think they're only opening in like a few locations Anything right they now. touch turns to gold. Yeah. And I honestly don't think it's a bad idea if for for them because I mean there's like Starbucks, there's there's a lot of other like coffee. Th- there's not there's nothing like Starbucks though. That's drive-through. That's fast like that. Right. You know? Right. Like there really isn't Dutch Bros out I here. I wonder if they're really going to like try to be competitive and have good coffee and good. right i wonder like if they if this is just kind of like a spin-off mcdonald's like you're gonna get mcdonald's quality or if they are going to really put more effort into like you know yeah i mean it's gonna definitely do good business i'm sure here's the thing i'm not gonna be eating there every single day but you bet your ass i'm gonna try it i'm gonna try cosmics yeah we'll try it why wouldn't i you know yeah okay the other thing i want to talk about which is it's going to kind of spark a, lar- a larger conversation, I hope. Olivia Rodrigo has an $18 Erewhon smoothie. So do you know what Erewhon is? It's like a really expensive um, grocery store, right? Yes. And you know how they do collabs with celebrities? For sure. Like they did a Hailey Bieber smoothie. They yeah. did an Emma Chamberlain one. They did a Skinny Confidential pink drink. Like all of these things. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is these, are, these drinks are like $17 to $20. I mean, you're walking into Erwan knowing you're about to drop a bag. So mm-hmm. make it 20 bucks. Fuck it, Olivia Rodrigo. Make it 20. And so what I, I love about this, so it's it's a gut-friendly smoothie that plays on her song, Good For You, and then her album is Guts. So it says, Good For Your Guts. That's like what it's called, which I think is like brilliant branding. Yeah, it is. But also, I want to read the ingredients that are in this smoothie, and I want you to tell me if you would drink it. 
Okay. Okay. So, and the branding is super cute. Like, they do a really good job with the branding. But it is Health Aids Pomegranate Kombucha, which is just kombucha. Like, pomegranate kombucha. Interesting in a freaking smoothie. I don't know if I like that. Oat milk. Sea buckthorn puree. Gut support. It's just like a supplement gut support. Epic protein chocolate maca. Organic honey. Cacao powder. A fruit blend of strawberries, mangoes, blueberries, avocado, acai, dates, and coconut whip. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'd try it. It's like a fruity with a touch of chocolate. What do you think about these, though? Like, what do you think about the whole culture of the smoothies and like all the these ingredients in it? And- I respect it. I mean, I think Erwan does a is that's I think that's a br- brilliant marketing tactic. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, Erwan is known for being super expensive. Maybe not just like I don't know. Are, is the quality of Erwan is can you get like the same shit from a, another? Just, no, not really. No. So here's the other thing. This girl who wrote this article, she said. In my opinion, $18 makes sense because she went on Erwan's online store and you can buy everything that's in the smoothie at the store. And she put everything that that they put in this in the smoothie in her cart. Obviously, these are like bigger portions because, you know, like whatever. And the total came out to $213. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, it makes sense. She's like, if you break down the ingredients, which is a $14 or 14 ingredient drink, the cost breakdown is about $1.29 for an ingredient yeah i mean look erwan is known for that sort of bougie grocery experience and the fact that they're collabing with celebrities especially big artists like olivia rodrigo all the power to them i mean that's great i think it's a great marketing move and i'm sure the smoothie's tasty i don't know how i feel about kombucha in a smoothie is it going to be carbonated no i'm sure it's not a whole bunch of kombucha like well Here's what's interesting is they claim that there are 40,000 monthly sales of Hailey Bieber's smoothie alone. That's wild. 40,000. How much is her smoothie? I think it's somewhere between the 17 to $20 range. What's 40,000 times the low 17. end 17? Let's see. 40. I don't know if I believe that. 40,000 of the smoothies a month. They do have more locations. Yeah, that's almost a million dollars. Six hundred eighty thousand dollars a month on a single smoothie yeah. being sold. Yeah, you're doing it well, Erwan. It is a really great marketing tactic. Yeah, for sure. But it's funny because this girl consulted like a dietitian and said, "Is this actually good for your gut?" And the dietitian basically was like, "There are a lot of good things in here, but I'm concerned about the sugar intake in this." Mm especially with oat milk. And then that sparked the conversation of oat milk because oat milk is just pure glucose. So yeah, it's, she's saying that it can spike glucose levels and become inflammatory and kind of offset literally what this is about, which is your gut health. Right. Interesting. But I'm going to be first in line for that Olivia Rodrigo smoothie. (laughs) If I was to get you over to LA, if I was in LA, like I love that idea. Yeah. I think it's great. I also think it's a great way to, get people interested in health. You know what I mean? Like if they love Olivia Rodrigo, they love Hailey Bieber, they love uh, Lauren Bostick, like, but they are not super into health. And then they drink the smoothie and they're like, Oh, what's actually in this? And then they look and they're like, Oh, whoa, cool. I think it's a great way to get a different demographic into the store and into health. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay the last thing i want to talk about before we get into our dish it out which is kind of funny it's like more of just like a funny one that i think you'd laugh at astronauts just found a tomato that was missing for eight months in space hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> was it just like floating around doing its own thing in the like international space station yeah being a tomato fucking shit up tomatoing it tomatoing it up so this guy, something Rubio, was among the ISS team who worked on a project called Veg 05. Why can't they just call it call it like a vegetable project? Veg 05. Veg 05. <laughs> An experiment into how or if red robin tomatoes could grow in space. After a hundred day growth period, the inch long tomatoes were harvested. The astronauts were allowed the to... inch long mm-hmm. tomatoes? That's a small fucking tomato, bro. Uh-huh. The astronauts were allowed to examine them, but they could not eat them due to potential for fungal contamination. Rubio samples tomatoes somehow floated off in the low gravity environment and wasn't found before his year plus mission ended. <laughs> so what's funny about this is... Bless you. That tomato said, we got to go. Now's our chance. <laughs> what's funny is... This guy was teased about eating the missing tomato. <laughs> oh, he got shit for that. <laughs> like, no, guys, I swear. Yeah. They were like, yeah, people were thinking that he ate it. And so his name has finally been cleared. <laughs> but That he, is hilarious. He says, um, oh, he was. So basically why I got lost was there. They were doing. I'm, I'm assuming they were doing like a Zoom call or whatever with a with a group of kids because he says that he was doing an event with kids, school kids, and he thought it would be cool to show them like the tomato. And so he put it in a Ziploc and he said, I, I, was, I was pretty confident that I Velcroed it where I was supposed to Velcro it. And then I came back and it was gone. <laughs> he said he spent 18 to 20 20 hours looking for the tomato in the sprawling square footage of the ISS, which is roughly the size of a six bedroom house. Um, hopefully some, somebody will find it someday, some little shriveled thing in a Ziploc bag, but then they, they found it. Wow. Right before his, his year long. That is too funny. Years long thing. That tomato made its move. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. I, just, I, I wonder how many times they just kind of passed it. Like, well, they said that they don't really know where and when it was found, like where in the, in the spaceship it was found, which would have been funny. But also when I first read this title, I thought it literally meant like in space, like this tomato was just chilling in space, <laughs> like not on the spaceship. They went on a secret tomato finding <laughs> yeah. mission. Yeah. Oh man. Do you know about like the international space station? No, I, anything space freaks me the fuck out. So I just avoid. It's like a huge, like a, it's like a huge, you know, six bedroom house sized research facility going like a thousand miles per hour. Yeah. So they orbited, it said they orbited earth uh, 5,900 times when he was on, on it. Yeah. It's just insane. It's, It's a big ass thing with like, um, solar panels all around it. And like astronauts go do, you know, like deployments. Astronaut things. Yeah. So he was there for 371 days. But what does that do to a person's body? Like your physical body? What does it do to you? They have little gyms there where you like strap in to like a bike and shit. Uh-huh. To like, because I think like the negative gravity really f- can fuck with. It's like, it's like staying in bed for 365 days. Yeah. And then trying to get out of bed and walk. But I really do wonder what that actually does. That would be something interesting to to read up on is what it does. Like if, if an astronaut goes to the doctor before they leave and then after, like what's different about their... Yeah, but I think, I, I mean, by now they definitely, I think 
through their routine of the day, every day they're doing like active stuff in the I in the ISS's uh, gym. What are they just like doing um, zero gravity like acrobatics? No, like, like the- they're strapping themselves into like a like a resisted you know bike. Are you like, floating in the ISS? Yeah, you're fucking floating everywhere, bro. No. There's, there's no, no gravity, gravity thing. No. Isn't there like a button you can press and it's like, now you have gravity? No, I think that's like a movie thing. Really? Or I don't know. I I, I think, do not You know where say I think that. I saw that? Xenon. Do you remember Xenon? Yeah, yeah, Xenon was sick. Xenon was amazing. Fun fact, I took acting classes when I was younger. I wanted to be an actress. And her mom was my acting coach. Was that not Spears? No. No, that was not Spears. I'm pretty sure Xenon was Jamie. Jamie Spears, no? No, I don't think it was Xenon. What is it? X. I swear, yeah, that's Jamie Lynn Spears. No, it wasn't Disney. Xenon with the Z. No. No. No, it's um, what's her fucking name? Kirsten Storms, and her mom was my my acting coach. Something Storm. Why didn't you? Did, what? Why didn't you go move forward with that? I think I actually... Did you not have what it takes? Did you not have I the I think I remember... No, I think I remember I did an acting camp with her. And I actually did pursue it past this point. But I remember being like super embarrassed at one point. But anyway, I... Because I, then I, I, I have a vivid memory of going to an acting camp in New York with my best friend. Or Chicago with my best friend at, at, at one point. I can't remember what it was exactly. But anyway... I had a vivid memory of we were at an acting camp and we had to be on camera and do like a little improv skit. And I had to act like really like just so not into it and mean and just like, just not like a nice person. (laughs) And I, they saw your personality and they knew that would be a good role for you. No. And I hated it, but I had to act like I just was like a miserable person, like not, you know, whatever. And I think I like said something that I just like was like, why the fuck did I say that? And I can't remember that we were. You're a poopy face. <laughs> I think it was something about like dogs. And I was like, I hate dogs or something like that. Like I just thought, I just said something so cringe. And I remember we had at the end of the day, the parents would come and they would watch like what we did that day. Oh God. And so my, my clip rolled up. And I think I, I remember going to the bathroom during it. <laughs> like, I, was like, I was like, I cannot You come sit back, here your mom's like, and watch uh, this. I think you're done here. <laughs> I don't think you have a future in this. No, but I actually did love acting and I did it for a while. Um, but I didn't want to play a character. I wanted to be myself. Like I still love being on camera and talking, but I didn't want to play a character. You wanted to pull a Ryan Reynolds? No, I don't want to be in, I didn't like, want to be in movies like that. I just, I really wanted to be like a podcast host. I just wanted to be myself. Yeah. I think tis the season for holiday movies as well. And mm, we watched, uh, yeah. we watched just friends last night. Somebody actually DM me saying holiday classic. Someone DM me saying that's my favorite movie. And pe- whenever I say that, nobody knows what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's an underrated movie, but it's some of it's God. It's such a good movie back when Ryan Reynolds, like back in, back in the day. Well, when you told me, like, let's watch Dress Friends after I said, let's watch a holiday movie, that wasn't the first thing that came to mind at all. Does it make sense as a holiday so movie? It, oh my gosh, it's, it is a holiday yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a holiday it's movie. It's about coming home for the, for the holidays during Christmas time, but you don't put, that's not the first thing you think of. You always think of like Elf or like, you know, the Santa Claus or Christmas Story or mm-hmm. whatever. So it was a really good one, but I think we should watch another one before. 
well actually this is gonna come out after christmas so you guys probably have watched all your christmas movies already yes (laughs) okay let's transition into our new segment dish it out dish it out so we got a few we got a few uh what are they called they dish it out and we serve it up yeah we got a few dishes to talk about so the first one is kind of wild and i'm very curious to hear your opinion okay he's not over his ex told me i deserve a love he can't give me right now wait wait wait. this is a this is a a girl who says about another guy a guy that she's with i'm I'm assuming that she's like in a relationship with okay i'm assuming he's not over his ex told me that i deserve a love he can't give right now do i leave or be patient i'm 28 years old Hmm. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, 28 years old. I think, I think it's important to, to really digest what she's looking for in her point of life right now. I mean, she's like, because she mentioned she's 28, does that mean she wants to start? She Settling wants to down. find a husband. Does she want to have kids? And if so, you don't want to be wasting your time with a dude that wishes you were somebody else, in my opinion. And like, that's okay waiting as well, but I think that's risky because if he's not over his ex, does that mean that he's still like simping over his ex? Like, are they going to get back together eventually? Is he giving his ex time and just putting you on the side kind of deal? I need to know how long you guys have been together or like how long ago it was when he broke up with his ex i think that's important information to know because if it was like six months ago he broke up with them that is kind of early and maybe you can be a little patient and maybe six months from now if he's still simping over his ex then that's a different story but if this is like they haven't been together for you know a year at this point and he's still not over his ex then that's not a situation to stay in um but my immediate reaction to even just reading this is leave his ass because here's the thing you can always break up and get back together when he's ready. But right now, if you're not the only woman that he's thinking about... Time's being wasted. Time's being <clears throat> wasted. And I don't mean like go find somebody else. I mean, use this time to literally just do your own thing. Like you cannot have... You cannot go into a relationship trying to convince someone to love you. Yeah, no. Especially if you're looking for a husband. Like you want a guy that you are like there fucking everything. Like yeah. you want a guy that knows for a fact he wants to you know wife you up per se so i think right now it's definitely worth just being like yo bro figure that shit out with your ex good luck there um like i don't want to talk to you until like you're ready per se which i think is waiting but also don't wait for him right at the same don't time. wait for him and what i mean by that is like don't just go immediately start going on the apps and like trying to find somebody else to get over this person go put some effort into yourself like do some self-reflection do some self-growth go like do the things that you love to do work on yourself and in that time you could either be you know working on yourself and that person could come back and say hey you know what like i'm over her i want to be with you i miss you every single day yeah or you can like spontaneously just like stumble on somebody else because you are working on yourself and you're attracting that yeah and i think if you still really like the guy and like you are willing to wait you know, first and foremost, I kind of respect him for communicating that to you, being like, hey, look, I'm not over my ex. I can't give you what you want right now. You know, and if you're like, man, but I like, 
you know, if I was his girl, like I'd be stoked because he's really fucking cool. Take the high road. Be like, hey, look, I totally understand. You're a human too. You have feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let I'm you gonna, explore that. I'm gonna exit here. Good luck. You know, I hope if you really still want to be with your ex, I hope that works out. But if not, you have my phone number, so on and so forth. You know, I think the fact that he's communicating that to you and not like lying and still leading you on is respectable. Um, so, and I think a, a guy can really appreciate a girl like accepting their feelings and being like cool and real about it. So if you're like, hey, look, I totally get it, you know, but like, I'm not going to have sex with you. And like, let's just end this thing and, you know, hit me up maybe in the future. But I think it's healthy for you to just get out of that situation. Well, I also think it's telling that he came to you and said that he can't give you the love that you deserve, which I feel like is kind of his way of saying, please leave me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think he, him telling you this, I don't think he, one, I don't think he's man enough to be like, I can't be in this relationship because I'm still hung up on my ex. So he's kind of giving you, like he's putting the ball in your court and hoping that you end it. Yeah, that's a fancy way of- Which I think is kind of, of a fucking pussy move to begin with. <laughs> that's a with. fancy way of saying it's not you, it's me, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, I can't give you so what I you don't deserve. Really, I don't really like this guy. I'm just going to be real with, you, real with you because if he was really hung up on his ex and couldn't give you the love that he, you know he deserves, he would have just said, I can't be in this relationship. But maybe he did say that and you're still kind of just like, but I love him and I want to be with him. Whatever the case is, I don't think it's a situation where you guys need to be together right now. That's not to say that it could happen later on or not, but you know, get out of the relationship, work on yourself and maybe in the long run, it'll be him or it'll be somebody else. But I'm curious, Lucas, for you, because we broke up and we were exes at a point and I know that neither of us really got into another relationship, but I know that you kind of were dating girls in a way yeah every girl got that version of me every girl got like the i'm not over my ex like i can't give you what you want right so what did you do i went back to my ex but here's the thing my question to you is like do you think do you think that this person the whole i can't get over my ex is like will this person ever be able to get over his ex or was the ex like the person for him he may very well not ever be able to get over his ex Mm. you know if he's like i don't know man i think it depends I think that's on the ex right there. I think that's if the ex found someone else, like that'll take him a lot of time to get over that. But if the ex is still single, like he's definitely holding off on that hope. Right. Definitely holding off on that hope. Yeah. And I think that because there's, again, there's a, a lot of different nuances to love. And I feel like sometimes, you know, there could be a relationship where it's not, the relationship is toxic, but the person still loves this person and they know that they can't be with the person and they move on. And there are relationships where like you've been married for 30 years and you love your, your wife or your husband, but you still love the person that you fucking loved when you were younger. Do you know what I mean? Like there yeah, are I mean, situations where people like, I think there's a, diff- still a, lot, love of different, people. Yeah, a lot of different flavors. Yeah. But I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. I think, you kind of just answered my question is like if when you were still hung up on your ex, there was a reason you didn't ask these girls to be, be your girlfriend. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that, that person mentioning their age mean like to me means like they're in that mode where they want to just find right. that person. 
And I think if you're in that mode, you can't settle for anything other than the other person also being in that mode. Right, right. Like I think if you're in the mode of I want to find my person for the rest of my life, I want to have kids, I want to start a family, or I just want to find my person for the rest of my life, you need to be dealing with other people that are in the same chapter as that. Or else that's when shit gets confusing and annoying and like hard and hurtful. So if that guy is not on the same page as you are, like he's wasting your time and you're only going to hurt yourself more being with him. Period. Okay. The next one is to go for the relationship or not. What if I go for it and it's not meant to be? I mean, I think it's easier to slow a horse down than to speed a horse up. You know, it's like go for the relationship. If you want a relationship then go for it. You know, I think we only have one life to live. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But what if you never went for the relationship and always questioned if it was going to work out or not? I would rather live the life of, we went for the relationship, we tried, it didn't work out. Then what if we did the relationship and what if it could have worked out? You know? I also was just having this conversation with Lucas the other day about... Fear is so interesting because what you're fearing is like this relationship not working out, but you already don't have the relationship. Yeah. So it's already not worked out. You're literally living the reality that you're scared of right now. And so the only thing that you can do to change the reality that you're in is actually go for it. And there's one of two ways it could, it could go. It could not work out and you're stuck back to where you started, which is fine because you're here anyway, or it works out and it's amazing and you change your life. So it's a choice. And I think that people need to start understanding that fear most often is kind of a a facade because you're already living that fear in so many occasions. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's much more comfortable living in the reality of I did it. I tried it. I put in my effort and it didn't work out. Because it could be the other side of the coin. You could actually do it, try it, and like that's your fucking soulmate rather than always questioning the what if. I think that's a much more comfortable mindset to be in. I also think the whole conversation, because she mentions, what if I go for it and it's not meant to be? I think the whole conversation around meant to be is like, what what do you even what is your definition of meant to be? Because are you saying it's not meant to be, meaning you're not gonna be with this person for the long haul? Or it's not meant to be, meaning it doesn't work out. Because what I think about about is like, even if this doesn't end up being the person that you marry, it was meant to be for the time being, you know? It was meant to be, if, it, if you go for the relationship and you guys start dating and whatever, but then you break up, it was clearly meant to be for the time being. And so I feel like the whole conversation of meant to be, it's just kind of a way to psych yourself out from actually going for it. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's, worth it to sit with what your definition of meant to be is okay the next one is also kind of crazy and it's somebody that we know and love and she says when you decide to move to new york and then you meet the love of your life after being single for a million years and you haven't told him that you're moving yet so she is living in denver And she decides she wants to move to New York. But before she's going to New York, she meets the love of her life in Denver. And she's been single for a million years, which means she doesn't want to be single anymore. Yep. You know, and she hasn't told him she's moving. What should she do? 
you want to you want to tell them as soon as possible that you're moving to New York. Oh man, I think it's so funny that she. I think it's so funny that she hasn't even told him yet because he's gonna probably be like, "What? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? When was this decided? You know?" Yeah, I think it's um, man. She said love of her she said love, love of her. Love of life. her life, which is a bold statement. Yeah, that's a bold ass statement. Can I tell you what I think? Yeah. I think you need to tell him and you need to still go to New York. And I think you need to still live out that dream because that's obviously a dream that you want to live. And I also know this person and she's been living in Colorado her whole life. And I think she has that itch to go and be somewhere else and and I mean, I think when you can be somewhere else, you can be somebody else. You know what I mean? And that's always a huge growth moment that I think everybody needs. So, you know, coming from somebody who went to a a completely different state without knowing really anybody and, you know, now is in a beautiful relationship with two kids, like I loved having that independence and sometimes I miss having independence. And if I ever had a chance to like, you know, have independence, Again, like I'm always taking that opportunity. And I think you're young, you're, you're, you know, you don't have any responsibilities. Go and do the thing that's on your heart. Because if that person truly is the love of your life, like we live in the 21st fucking century. We have FaceTime, we have Zoom, we have, you know, all these things. We have Instagram. We can, we can communicate with one another in different locations. It's not that deep. And I think if this is the love of your life, it will withstand distance. Yeah, but I say fuck that. <laughs> I'm such a romantic in, in this kind of... He's like, I would sit there and rip up my plane ticket and say, I'm not going not to New York anymore. I, I would have a conversation and, you know, if you're, if, if you're super confident that this guy feels the same way about you, I, I think that's what you need to understand first and foremost. Is this, Does this guy also think or feel that you're the love of his life? Even if you guys like have haven't been together for a while and it's like super crazy spark and all of that kind of jazz, I think it's totally worth because you haven't told him that you're moving yet. So I think it's worth sitting down, going on a date, and being like, "Look, dude, I love you. I've been single for a long time, and you are just a human being that I fucking want to be with because you're amazing. And this is what I think about you." But I have something on the horizon that I've been really scared to tell you because our relationship kind of sprung up and I am, you know, you totally knocked me off my feet and I don't know what to do here. So I really need to gain your pulse on what you think about this and be like, you know, before we met, I had my heart set on moving to New York and whatever, maybe I signed a lease or so on and so forth. Like, what are your thoughts, you know, and just... I think it's, and then just kind of shut up and see what he's, what he reciprocates. If he's like, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. Like you are incredible. Like I, you know, I love you too. You know, he could either say it's okay that you're moving to New York. Let's make it work. Or he like, what does he have going on in his life? What if he's like, well, fuck, I'll move to New York too. You know, you never know. Or if he's, I, I think know, I man. think it, I think it's okay if he moves to New York too. I don't think it's okay if you stay in Colorado because here's the thing. If you choose to sacrifice something that you want, something that's on your heart, you are going to go into this relationship with the philosophy in his mind that you are willing to sacrifice things for his sake. That's not okay. That's not okay to base your the foundation of your relationship off of like 
I will do anything and everything for this person and give up my dreams for this person. I don't fuck with that. And so what I would say is go to New York because again, you could go to New York for three months and be like, fuck, I miss this person. I don't even like it here. I want to move back home. Yeah, you think- need to go and taste it because if you don't, here's the thing. Here's the other thing about relationships that people don't fucking talk about is there is a real honeymoon phase. You're going to have a honeymoon phase, whatever, but then it's going to kind of you know, simmer down and you're going to be in this relationship with somebody that like you love, but it's not going to be as exciting as it used to be. And then you're sitting here being like, okay, wait, for the last six months, I was wrapped up in this relationship and this other person. Now I'm kind of coming out of that and being like, who the fuck am I? Oh fuck. I gave up my dream that I wanted to do. Yeah. I don't think I, I definitely agree with you on moving to New York. If that's the plan, that's what you want to do. Move to New York. But also if you're in a point of your life where like, I want to find a boyfriend. I'm fucking tired of being single. Like I really want to invest myself into this person. Like I really want to start, you know, cultivating a relationship with another human being. Like I'm fucking tired of being by myself. Mm. Like I think a lot of people our age at 25, 26, 27 are really at that point in their life where for a long time they've been doing the single scene, but like, they're like, fuck dude, I want to share my goddamn life with somebody. Tell him that. Mm-hmm communicate that and say how are we going to make this work because i want to be with you i think of you as the love of my life i'm moving to new york what are your thoughts in making this work and how are we going to do this because i'm not going to take an answer of us breaking up i want to stay together that's what i want to do i don't want us to go our separate ways how are we going to make this work are we going to do long distance are you going to move to new york with me Cause I'm not staying here. So what are you going to do? Love and then that. he, and then he may be like, I don't think I feel the same way about you that you feel about me. That's good. You need to know that that fucking sucks. That's heartbreaking. He may say, dude, go to New York. Fuck. Yeah. We'll do long distance. I'll come and visit you once a month. You know, you don't know where that conversation is going to go, but you need to put all your fucking cards on the table and be like, dude, I want you, but I'm moving. And I don't want this to end because I fucking dig the shit out of you. How are we going to make this work? Can I add something though? I feel like people are so hung up on defining the fucking relationship. And why can't we just be like, you know what? I love what we have going on, but I also love the fact that I have a dream and I'm going to go chase it. Let's still talk. Like, why does this have to be like a, you know, we're either boyfriend and girlfriend and you're going to visit me once, once a month or... I don't feel the same way about you. Like it doesn't have to be that black, black nah, and white. Because I think that there, that leaves room for uh, exploring other people, not necessarily exploring other people, but I think that leaves room for uh, confusion of what are we? So then, then, then you have the, what are we conversation when it actually feels relevant? That's a relevant. But what, what I mean is like, maybe it's too early in the relationship to really like, be like, do you love me? I love you. So you go to New York and you still that. chat. And then if there's, you know, miscommunication, you, you guys are arguing, then it's like, okay, what are we doing? Do we want to be together or not? But you could avoid that altogether. I am a big fan of, I don't like that whole weird phase. Like if you guys fucking like each other and you're at the point of your life where like, I don't want to be with anybody else. I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Like you need to sit them down and be like, I want to make this serious. I want to make this exclusive. I don't want us to question what we are, what we're doing. Like, I want you and you only. Let's make this a thing. Like, I love the 
you know, do you want to be my girlfriend or do you want to be my boyfriend or be my girlfriend, be my boyfriend? Because like one day I want to get married and get engaged and have a family and have a kids and I want to do it with you. So let's start this now. Let's do this. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you. You know, like I, I don't disagree with you. I just think that you need to feel out the situation. I think people are so, I think people get so caught up in their own head and they overcomplicate it and they overthink things. When I think that happens when it's not established what the fuck you guys are. I agree with you. But I think what I'm saying is, is like people overcomplicate and overthink even having the conversation. So what I'm saying is go hang out with this person. And if it's on your heart to fucking just have a conversation, have it. God. And that's such a like, Fucking romantic conversation too. I love that shit. <laughs> just sitting Luke's down. Like, can I be there? Can I be there? <laughs> just and- sitting down and be like, dude, you you have rocked my world. I think you're the fucking bomb. And like, I don't want to be single anymore. I like, I want this to be a thing. Like, I want to be yours. I want you to be m- mine. But I'm moving. What are your thoughts? He's gonna cry. Meet me. He's literally gonna cry over I'm here. Not gonna cry. Uh, but I think that's special. I think it's really special meeting that person. Um, cause I get it. I have a lot of friends who are looking for that person, man. And they're fucking miserable. I have a lot of friends that are like, dude, what you have, you know, you're married with the kids. Like I like, I really want that for myself. I want to meet this girl. I want to meet a partner. Like if you meet that person, don't let them go. Like, I don't know. I think I have a controversial opinion on that. I don't think you can fucking look for that person. I really don't. I think it'll come to you. And I think that if, if it's not coming to you, then you're looking yeah, too maybe, hard. I mean, maybe this person came to her. Oh, it, she definitely, he, you know? he definitely did. But what I'm saying is, is, as I think just the conversation, this isn't, this is not even talking about the situation that we just talked about is the conversation around like, I'm looking for that person. Stop fucking looking then. And I know it's so, it's like the most annoying thing to say is like, oh, don't look for that person. What do you mean? That's not going to come for me. And it's, yeah. it's, it is so annoying, but I really don't think you can look for the person. I think it's just going to come to you. I don't disagree with that. Okay. The last dish it out is someone says, I need advice on dating in Denver. <laughs> all of this is relationship advice. It is. All of it is relationship <laughs> advice, which I think is so funny, but I think it's funny too with this one because she says, I need advice dating in Denver or just any city with a bad dating culture. And I think it's so funny that people ask us about dating because like we haven't dated and and like i haven't dated anybody in like 10 years yeah but i fucking wrote the book you know what i'm saying so. oh my god well the first thing i want to say is i do i want to make this statement what was do the, i want to claim this opinion i am not a big fan of the dating apps i think they're fun and i think they can be harmless but i'm not a big fan of the dating apps when it comes to actually finding somebody you want to be with long term because i think dating apps are kind of what has fucked up the dating culture. I think people are seeing way too many fucking people and way too many, you know, um, potential suitors or whatever the fuck. And I mean, it's <laughs> potential suitors it's sales 101 though. You give people too many options. They're not going to make a fucking choice. Yeah. And so you give a man or a woman with a phone with endless amount of people they can fuck or be in a relationship with how could you possibly choose? Yeah, that's hard. And so I think that if you are serious about wanting to to be in a relationship and be with a partner who really is like your best friend and your lover all in one, get off the apps. Go meet them out in the wild. Go meet them in person. Go meet them at a bar. Go meet them at a yoga studio. Go meet them out at the gym. Go meet them at a farmer's market. Go meet them at like the, you know, weekly community concert. Go be out. Go meet them through a mutual friend. Like, yeah, stop. Yeah, and, and start a conversation. Yeah, stop 
being on these apps where you see all of these different people and then you're on a date with somebody thinking about the other person that you saw on Hinge, you know? Yeah. Can you read that question one more time? She just says dating advice for dating in Denver or any big city with a bad dating culture. Yeah. I think you just don't succumb to the bad dating culture. You do the exact opposite, right? I think if you're like in a point of your life where you're super open to date and like find someone who you think is cool. I agree with staying off the apps because if you meet someone on an app, that means they like swiped left or is it left or right? I think swipe right is that you like them. Oh, well, whatever. That means, you know, they swiped on you, but they also swiped on like, you know, seven or eight other people. So I, I'll tell you right now as a guy, when a guy is out, you know, at a bar or in a public setting and a woman comes up to them and like takes what she wants and likes, you know, starts a conversation, super sexy. That's awesome. Because I think guys are like on this weird caution mode where even if they find it, if they see a, a, a woman that's like attractive, I think a lot of guys maybe won't go up to her because they may, may think that she's getting the total like wrong idea. So if you're, can I just add to that? I think that modern day feminism and dating apps and cancel culture has like killed chivalry and like masculinity. Men actually like feeling like they can go up to a woman and and you know say hey, I think you're beautiful and I would love to buy you a drink or like I would love to sit down and. (laughs) That's how you get laid one on one right there. By the way. Um, I think modern day feminism, and this is, I'm not going to even elaborate if that pisses somebody off. Fine. I don't care. I think modern day feminism and cancel culture and fucking the, the apps has killed men being hot ass fucking men. And obviously we're talking about like heterosexuality right here. We're not really talking about like, you know, other forms of relationships, but like, I think it has. And I think that again what when i don't think this has to stem within heterosexuality i think i'm talking about like for women and men specifically men who want to date women and women who want to date men i think that women you know they don't want men who are too forward and too whatever but at the same time they don't want to go up to men at a bar so it's like what do you want right you know what i mean that's what that's what i'm trying to get at is like you can't shame a guy for coming up to you and being forward but then also want a guy to come up to you because you don't want to go up to them doesn't make any sense to me yeah yeah i think getting out of like the weird dating culture is like creating your own style of dating which is yeah being a human being you know if you see a guy that you think is super cute at the bar you gotta you gotta walk up to him you know if you like what his style if you like something about him you go up to him and you tell him and i think he'll find that to be really attractive and be like hmm who is this girl who has the confidence to come up to me and compliment me? I want to get to know her a little bit. I'm also curious what the bad dating culture is. Cause I don't know what the dating culture is outside of like the apps. So I'm curious if it's like when by, by bad dating culture, you mean, Oh, I can only go to the bar to, to find a guy, or I can only go on a first date at a place where we're getting drinks. You know, if that's the case, like take out al- alcohol out of it, go somewhere that that's not even a, thing you know yeah i agree i agree what would you say if okay if you were single in 2023 2024 and you did not want to be in the apps and you hated the dating culture but you wanted to find somebody where would you go i would um or where would you start i would start at places that i'm at a lot like the gym probably you know Mm -hmm. if i like wanted a girlfriend that was like-minded 
I like to work out, I would probably start a conversation with a girl at the gym. Yeah, I like that. I think the other thing that I would do, where I would probably start is with my friends. I would hang out with my friends and their mutual friends, like their friends of friends or like their boyfriend's friends. Like I, I think that if you have friends that, I mean, obviously your friends are like-minded, right? And your friends' friends are probably going to be people that you also like too. So that's a great way to be like, okay, I have an established like community and I have kind of already a rapport with this person because I have a mutual friend. I think that's a great way to find someone too. Yeah. I think that's, I I totally agree with you. Yeah. House parties, I think are great. You know, get out of like the, maybe the bar or club scene, go to a house party. Yeah. Um, Put yourself out there, you know, leave your house or apartment, just step out. Yeah. Step out on the town and start conversations, organic, real conversations. And that can be as simple as complimenting, you know, what they're wearing, you know. I'm like trying to envision if we didn't meet how we met and we met at a bar in 2023, like what what would go down? Like I'm trying to envision what I would do if I saw you at a bar. (laughs) (laughs) I would probably, if I saw you sitting at the bar, I would probably walk up to the bar right next to you and not even acknowledge you, but like order, order myself a drink at the bar and like make you acknowledge me, Mm. you know, like I'd probably get as close to you as I can and I'd order a drink. And then, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably, I'd probably hear your drink order and like comment on that or something. But if you weren't catching on, I think I would like ask you a question or something. I think asking a question is also a great way to open up a conversation. If you don't want to be like, Hey, you're really cute. You know, if you, if you just are like, what are you drinking? You know? Mm -hmm. Cause then that could lean into it. You Uh, know, a beer. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I feel for people who, who are out there because I know it can be difficult, but I think that the fact that we all think that dating sucks doesn't also help, you know? Yeah. So maybe even reframe like dating can be fun. Dating doesn't have to be a chore. Dating doesn't have to be something that is icky. Like it can be fun. It can be on my own terms and I can make it my own. For sure. I don't see any like dating events these days either. No, but Candace, so there should be, we had Candace Wells on our podcast about sobriety. And so she lives in Denver. She's local to Denver and she does like sober speed dating events. So you can be, it's for people who don't want to drink. And obviously like that does contribute to the bad dating culture is, you know, getting a drink and getting too hammered and whatever and bad shit happens. So like go to some of these sober dating events. That could be fun. Mm -hmm. Should we host a dating event? (laughs) I'm just thinking in my mind, like a, like a singles night or something. I would actually love to do fun games. I read a book about, it was called Don't Forget to Write. And it was based in the 1950s. And this woman's, this girl's great aunt was like a badass spinster, which means basically back in the day, spinsters were were women who like didn't have husbands. And uh, I don't know if that's like a derogatory term, whatever. But anyway, she was a matchmaker, this great aunt. I would love to play matchmaker with somebody. Like I would love to have a roster of women and a yeah. roster of men and fucking just match well, them what up. What I'm thinking is, so I go to a lot of sales conferences and like sales, um, like eggs, like eggs. Exhibitions. Yeah. Ex- exhibitor shows and shit. Exhibitions. Exhibitions where everyone's wearing like a, t- like a, a tag, right? Everyone's wearing like a lanyard and like their name is on it and what company they're affiliated is on it. But also people can attach like fun little things too, like things that like they're into, Mm. you know, 
things that outside of work like, like a fun facts yeah like i enjoy biking i enjoy working out i am a foodie yeah 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 you know like what like a, an, a singles event where everyone's wearing like you know a name tag as well as little fun things that they're interested in and then like they see a guy with like or a guy sees a girl with like similar interests and then they start a conversation yeah but i i still think that's that's a little too no i don't think it's tacky i think it's still there's a barrier to entry there because who's gonna go up to the person first still the the biggest thing with dating well that's why you don't make it so you have a host you have a host but what i think you should do i think what you should do is you should have everyone sit down and you literally have to talk to the person across from you yeah or you have a host that it's not just like a smorgasbord and there's like drinking and loud yeah. music and yeah. like you have a host says everyone shut the fuck up for like 10 minutes talk to the, yeah i want i want you to find someone who one you think is attractive and two has a like has two things in common or one thing in common and i want you to have a conversation ah see no i think it almost has no? to be I, I think it almost has to be like people are going to this not knowing exactly that it is a dating like event you know but then you'll have people who aren't looking to, for then you'll have people no, who aren't no, no, looking no, 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 for no. that's not a relationship true. you have to sign the only way you can sign up is if you're single like i think you i think you obviously people know that it's going to be a situation where they can date I disagree. but they need to not think it's a dating thing because you need to disarm people People need to be disarmed to actually be able to go into it like they are themselves. I think there are a lot of people out there right now, man, that are like single and looking for... To mingle? Not, no. Looking to not mingle anymore. Looking to like actually be in a relationship. So you have an event that it's singles only and this is like singles only, looking for a partner, question mark. You're in a room of all very like-minded people who are all because you don't want to like create heartbreak here. no i you agree wanna, with you like, but I, you know what i think we should do instead of the whole name tag thing is i think you should have a long table where and again i think ahead of time like okay so i have a friend named em- emily merrill and what she does is she does networking events where she takes the guesswork out of networking meaning she will have you submit a bio and like some things about yourself before you go to this event and she will match you up with people she thinks are good resources for you, whether that you can collaborate with them or you have something in common, whatever. So she'll match you up with like three people. You have people that you will talk to and and you don't get to pick. They're just matched for you. I think that's and good so in I business. Think, I don't think that's good in dating because well, you don't want to be like funneled to like the I'm people not around saying, you. No, no, no. I'm not saying we funnel people like they know. I'm saying we know. Like we match people ahead of time so we know that like who would fuck with each other. And if people need a little nudge, we can like nudge them a little bit. You know what I mean? But can I finish? Because my whole my whole vision was you sit people down at a long table and girls and boys on one side, whatever, it, we're talking heterosexuality right here. And basically <laughs> Why do you, you keep do adding that because in? like it doesn't have to be girls and it could be fucking gays and lesbians and well it can be but not everyone but i'm saying like if you if i like food and you like food but like you like boys and i like boys like you have a name tag that says i would be wearing a name tag that says i like boys oh true okay yeah that's true you know okay that's why you cannot that's one way too much effort on the host but i was thinking more so like you you Find a way to incorporate. Um, we're not really strangers in, in, into it, like where people are picking cards and they're no, getting to know each that. other. No, <laughs> he's been shooting down all of my creative ideas lately. No, I haven't. Yeah, you have. Mine are just better. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Because I was thinking about how do you 
like get people into a room yeah no you're right uh, that would probably be the best way to do it yeah of course i am right yeah should we do that that'd be fun that'd girls be really guys fun. gays i would love that the and whole then it's shebang. all about like you know what we you, should do that what we should you, do at our what house you, what you tag to your name tag you know it's like and then you and then the host needs to do a good job of facilitating everything because people will be afraid but if they're like you know host needs to like shut everybody up and well, say, i think that we would be great wing women and wing men's yeah like i think we would be the perfect people to do that that'd be fun you hear about um the state of colorado releasing wolves into um the western slope you hear about that why is this relevant I just thought we could, should change the subject. <laughs> Wait, I actually did hear about this being on a ballot. Are you for or against that? I don't know what that does. I have no knowledge. Just of to that. bring a species that was in Colorado before back into it. Back into Colorado. I don't know. I'd have to know what the impacts are. The impacts are are like so. There's a lot of like ranchers, hunters, ranchers that are very opposed to it. Because wolves, they kill for like pleasure. They uh-huh. kill for game. They don't kill to like eat all the yeah. time. And um, apparently it's like a huge threat on like livestock and cattle. What about like humans? Well, yeah, humans as well. And, like domestic animals and shit. But there's like a whole argument and there's a lot of controversy around it right now in the state of Colorado. Where they've already released like 10 wolves. Yeah. Really? And, like the steamboat Where are they area. getting these wolves? They're getting them from Oregon. Yeah. Getting them from Oregon and then releasing them in Colorado. Well, it's not going to affect us because we're in the front range. Yeah, but it's just interesting how. Yeah, I don't have an opinion on wolves in the Western Slope. To be honest, it's not my my field of interest. Mm. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll move on. Well, I think we're going to wrap up because that was a lot, and I loved those submissions. Honestly, I really liked doing that. I think it was fun. So we'll do that more often. On every solo episode, we'll do a dish it out. Yes. Because I think it's fun for us to give advice. But again, before we wrap up and Lucas sends us out, I want to just reiterate that if you want to win one of these hats, and please do because it's a great way for us to get to people to get people to also hear about our show. Because if you're walking around with our hat at like a coffee shop and someone's like, Oh, what's what's the recipe podcast? You can give us a quick little plug, you know, and we are so thankful and grateful for that. Any support you can show, it just means the world to us. So again. If you want to win a hat, we're going to give away five. Go to the Instagram and all the instructions will be there. Um, and yeah, other than that, you can follow us on Instagram at what's the recipe pod and on TikTok, what's the recipe pod. Thank you so much for listening. And, and if you're not watching actually on YouTube, then watch on YouTube because you can see our beautiful faces. And yeah. it also, I think, just helps people. I don't know. I love watching uh, podcasts on YouTube these days. Yeah, I think it helps that, you know, we're... Not were you gonna ter- say that we're hot? <laughs> we're not, I was gonna say we're not terrible. Uh, we're not terribly hard to look at either. No, but I think that like we talk with our hands a lot. We have body language. There's a lot more that you can get from a conversation when you're watching people do it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, you know where to find us. Thanks for tuning in. This episode is officially 86.